0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you doing? A little late this time. I had a flight this morning, and it got in, and I didn't record the night before because I was packing, and there we are. That's why we have this time, and we'll get to all this. It was a emotional weekend for the Black Bears faithful after Thursday and Friday's games. Talk about all that. Before that, uh, just a big thank you to everybody who said hey out there uh, when uh, they saw me at the rinks. Um, big thanks to Robin Remick and uh, everybody at the Black Bears for uh, for you know opening their house to myself and Jen and Alex Chitano for opening the door uh, for my to uh, to get into the. Uh, Play-by-play thing again on Friday due to his prior assignment. So, um, it was a good weekend. It was a good week personally uh, for me. And then the games happened. And one day was better than the other. And then then the weekend was just not great for anybody involved after Friday's game. So, let's get to it. Thursday game. It was the last regular season uh, tilt between the Jamestown Rebels as they came into town to Maryland, take on the Black Bears. And things got started off Thursday very well. And obviously, before before we get into any of that, do or die uh, for Maryland. Had to win outright. If they won both games in regulation, they would have been fine. They would have clinched the playoff spot on Friday. hunky Um dory. But plans... Do not go as planned in some instances. This is one of those instances. So the uh, Black Bears came into Thursday knowing what they had to do. Get off to a good start. 2.30 in. Just coming streaking down the wing was uh, Elliot LaRoe and just ripped one high glove. Like that was just a picture-perfect shot over the glove of Nolan Suggs. And that's LaRoe's 12th of the game. Dimitri Kibrew and Kevin Scott both get their 11 assists on the year for each and every one of them. So... Uh, a solid work by the team to get out quick. That was just two thirty in, so you knew that they they knew what they needed to do. So they get off to a quick start. A little back and forth go tete tete, uh, different looks from different sides. Jamestown trying to work their forecheck a little more, trying to clog up the little uh, the middle a little more. Black Bears just trying to attack, trying to break it, trying to get things onto Nolan Suggs, and Jamestown finally gets one by as. Uh, Penalties play the uh, played a little bit of an issue in this one. So under five minutes left, Maryland gets an interference call. Next thing you know, on the power play, John Lundy Potts his 32nd of the year home, just wide open, just a shot, and he was at the side of the net, unmarked in the net. And uh, with under four minutes to go, we got ourselves a tie game, and that's where we go into intermission. Second period, a uh, little quick for both of them. Jamestown was the one who uh, broke the tie, though. They got out a little bit quicker, 7.30 in. Josh Burke, just a situation where there was a, a bit of a, uh, uh, just no one picked up the trailer. No one picked up the defenseman streaking in from the wing. There was a bad beat in the neutral zone, a bad beat taking the, the odd man rush, and Josh Burke puts it over Luka DePasco, and it's 2-1. to one. Uh Jamestown again starting to the attack, starting to clog up the middle, doing doing things that they are frustrating the rest of the division with uh in their big run to this uh to this point. And uh Jack Farwork, who was a black bear killer this season. I believe he had ten points in uh in the season series. He gets his eighteenth of the season on the power play. Just a little bit of moving the puck around. Um Next thing you know, there's uh, Varwerk. He puts it home, 3-1 to one at that point. Maryland would get to within one before the period's end. Great work uh, on the boards by Brandon Piku and then by Aiden McDowell. McDowell picking it up from the point. Wrapping all the way around the net, finding Connor Cole open uh, near the slot. There we go, 3-2, to two, snaps at home. That's Cole's 10th of the year, Aiden McDowell's 10th assist, Brandon Piku's 32nd assist and the Black Bears also get going the right way in the third period quick 318 and Laroe gets his second of the game uh Aiden Bruich, his 10th assist Luke Van Wy, his 26th assist as you know Laroe just trying to uh trying to do his best to get to the net Bruich finds him streaking down the slot pot and home tie puck game in this however Maryland would press. They got a power play, but just couldn't find another one to get past Nolan Suggs in this. And with all the pressure, the Rebels would actually get one, uh, get the uh, go-ahead goal just past the halfway point. Tyler Stern getting his first NHL goal—a tip shot off a James Miller shot and uh, in the net. It goes four to three. The score at that point. Maryland tried to battle back. They were trying to push. They had a lot of uh, a lot of chances. In the perimeter, couldn't get too much in the prime scoring chances. Then next thing you know, there's Kobe Amici, puts it home the empty netter, and that does it. Five to three the final. Maryland drops this one. The DePasco with twenty-four saves in the defeat. Maryland looked like they had things going. Looked like they were going on the uh on the verge of making a big comeback, especially being down three to one, but just could not. Could not solve. Just trying to get into the the interior and trying to get quality shots on Suggs. Suggs was very protected by his defense. The next thing you know, there it is. It's a five to three final. So had to shake it off quick. That game ended around six, uh, around seven o'clock, and then the next game started at noon, which uh, I was up in the booth for. If you want to go listen to on hockey TV, you can. Uh, people said I did a good job. I don't listen back to my to a lot of my stuff. I looked, I, I found a couple moments, and that was that. So thank you for all the kind words. Um, I don't listen to my own stuff. Even after this, I edit it, and I just, done. Away we go, in the in the can. Maryland definitely playing with a lot of desperation in this one, knowing that they had to get things done, and they locked it down. Defensively, they probably played one of their best defensive games. I have seen them this entire season, uh, especially in that third period uh, there. But Maryland started to create more chances, starting to get things going, couldn't find anything to get past Suggs. Sunrise, sunset. This happened a few years back with uh, um, Owen West, I believe it was, um, and uh, he was he was just stymied the Black Bears consistently in the Jamestown net. But uh, Suggs putting on a massive performance in this one. Michael Morelli, no slouch either. He was uh, seeing a lot of pucks and uh, a lot of pucks uh, clear. Clearly, I think they only got five shots in the first period, but Morelli snatching them up able to know when to calm things down things got a little hectic there some guys are running around Morelli had that smarts to just cover the puck make sure to you know reset everything and go from there so scoreless after one it almost looked like Maryland got the uh, initial goal when Aiden Bruich went down the uh down the left side and does his power move where he protects the puck puts it in he chipped it home shipped it over the shoulder of Suggs then the referee threw it off uh you know waved his hands washed it out Apparently, they thought the net was dislodged before the puck went in, even though from my vantage point and from every other vantage point, puck was in before the net even got touched. So Maryland gets jobbed in this one, and then not too long after that, uh, Ryan Bottrell and Connor Cole had a little 2-1-1, 2-1-none situation going. Cole puts it right where he needed it to, but Suggs reaches out, flashes a leather, keeps it scoreless on a, a solid save. On his behalf, Maryland did finally break the scoring, uh, break the scoring drought and break the scoreless tie. Uh, with uh, Brad McNeil putting one home, Aiden Bruich just throws a shot off the half wall. McNeil, Johnny on the spot, all alone in front. Nice little tap in for him, and uh, that gives a one nothing lead. That was McNeil's 10th of the season. Bruich, 11th assist, and Miles Gunty getting the secondary on that with his 12th of the year. Morelli. Not to be outshone by, uh, by the by by Nolan Suggs at the other end had a tremendous series of saves down the other end no stick flailing around double pad stack and then also going ahead and having himself a nice little kick out deflection shot that he got and he kept his sheet clean in that frame we go into the third period and Maryland just took over. Clamping down, only letting up three shots on Morelli. Keeping things in the neutral zone or in their offensive zone. Plugging the boards up really, really well. And also creating a lot of turnovers and a lot of havoc in the neutral zone. That led to the second goal where just a puck loose in front. Blanchett, I guess, tipped it ahead. Bottrell picks it up. Goes down the ice. Passes it over to Matthew Davies who's streaking in from the point. Forehand, backhand, goal light. 2-0 game. That's uh, Matthew Davies' fifth goal of the season. Ryan Bottrell's 42nd assist. Jack Planchette with his 11th assist. And again, Maryland clamping it down, knowing what they had to do. The grind lines that they had were doing their work. They were clamping down the corners, cycling the puck, making sure Jamestown didn't get it. Like, just basically it was a possession game, putting things against the board, winning the board battles, keeping things to the outside. They did their task, and luckily for them, it worked out. Clock Came up zeros, score sheet zero. Michael Morelli ends the season the way he started it with a shutout, 15 saves in this and the 2 nothing victory here. Uh, Maryland put on 37 shots, the Jamestown's 15. Uh, so a huge, huge win for Maryland because that got them to 70 points. That got them to forcing the hand of the uh, Northeast Generals in that the, the Generals had to basically win every single game. Uh, if they dropped one in regulation, it was Dunzo. So Maryland ends Friday with a whole weekend of games for Northeast ahead of them. And, you know, looking to possibly get another playoff berth in that four slot. But unfortunately, was not to be. Northeast, when they needed to be good, they did it. They got the three wins. They've been one of the hottest teams in the East Division outside of Jamestown. They got three wins, six points, one point ahead of the... Maryland Black Bears, and that's where it stands right now. Maryland misses the playoffs uh, this season, and I put up a a kind of a uh, I put up a little bit of a eulogy to end the season and a year in review for this team. And you look at the stats: twelve games in overtime, or that went to extra time that Maryland lost six in the overtime, six in the shootout. Maryland had plenty of points on the board that they left there. They only won four games in uh, with that extra time so that's that's not great that's not great bob um five one goal games that's that's another huge thing i mean they had a, a the 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 one game that really stands out to me is the uh well two games that really stand out one is the game in new jersey that weird midweek game where maryland was up five to one they end up losing in regulation six five and then the jamestown game where With .5 seconds left, they put one home, goes to overtime, goes to shootout, and Jamestown wins in a shootout. So those games really stick out to me as, you know, possible games that you could have gotten extra points in. And I mean, what's done is done. There's no use hemming and hauling about it, but it's always that what could have been what if situation that, uh, you know, leers over you when all is said and done, but positively, when you look at it from this standpoint, the Maryland Black Bears had their best season uh, on record. They had a better win percentage, they had better more wins on the year. Um, they played a better game and a better in a better season than they had in the past but down the stretch, it for some reason or another, down the stretch it just didn't click uh, down the stretch. It was a situation where they go 5, 10, and 4 in the last 19 games of the season during crunch time. So, you know, either, you know, who knows? Who knows what happens? But in the grand scheme of things, Maryland had a very good year on the ice uh, for all intents and purposes. Off the ice, even better. 10 players getting commitments to uh, NCAA schools, uh, the highest in team history. Uh, this is also you know you start out with a team that doesn't have and has very few. you know you only have a couple here and there, but you're able to get 10 more through the rest of the season. That's pretty slick. Not only that, you you advance a lot of guys. You advance uh, Dylan Wagner was here for a bit. He went up to the USHL. Um, you look at uh, guys like Adam Shankula and Leo Schwartz, guys who are affiliate players who are tenders who work their way into the lineup in an everyday role. Uh, you sign guys like Irby to um, You know, you you see other guys like Thomas Thomas Rocky got some chances. Kareem El Bashir had some chances. I mean, these are people. These are the future of the Black Bears. This is the future of what Maryland hockey is developing. So, you see a lot of good in the system that's coming up. So, in that aspect of it, um, when you look to the future, a, a phenomenal job done by this team and by this organization. To move guys along, to get more people into the system and have them succeed in that system, in order to continue their com- career and be maybe they're one of the ten next year that get commitments. You never know when you get when you get something displayed like that, and you have the coaching staff that you do. I think it's it works a whole heck of a lot uh, to the betterment of the player's development. So, in that instance, it was great. When you look at stat wise. I mean, Luca DePasco comes in, has a, you know, statistically one of the better years in uh, goal, in the for the goaltending, getting the top GAA. He's tied for top save percentage, um, wins in a season. He's in the top single season on that one. Uh, three shutouts on the year. Uh, I mean, you look at Michael Morelli, um, you know, there were some times there was a little bumps in the road for Morelli, and then he was fighting off some injuries, but he you know, sets, has the all-time shutout win, uh, record. I mean, he's up there for uh, for a guy who has been here just two years. The impact he made on this team through his leadership and, and play was phenomenal. Uh, you look at Ryan Bottrell, who comes in uh, for one season, sets a single-season mark for points and assists in a season, and is right up there in the all-time. Uh, Brandon Piku had a phenomenal second season with the Black Bears. Really turned on his offensive skill. Uh, you saw you know guys on the blue line Kevin Scott making a a, a jump Sean Kilcullen making a jump getting Laker Aldridge in after the showcase having him have very uh, a very impactful game Connor Cole just the Connor Cole's the lunch pail guy him and Brad McNeil the two lunch pail guys who just put their hard hat on and go to work lead by example and uh, you know Aiden Brewich a guy who I wish would was in the lineup a lot more I mean um, just dealt pretty uh, rough hands in terms of injury, but man, when he is on, he is on. Uh, Dimitri Kieber was impressive this year uh, in terms of just his ability to, you know, create a a spark for this team that may not have. He's just speedy. He's tenacious. He's a guy who's a puck hawk. You know, he is a guy who, who goes right to the puck. And I mean, you look at this team top to bottom, there was not a weak link in there. I mean, some decisions made in terms of, you know, breaking out, you know, that's a, that's a, whatever They're kids, they're going to learn. But I think from top to bottom, you could, you look at the talent of this team and it was a, ta- a very talented team. And one of the top talented teams, I would say, you know, that this team has had. And, and again, it's, it's a building block off of last year. And while last year's team did get to the playoffs, they did do things that no one expected out of them. Uh look at what that built ahead to the guys who stayed. I believe there's seven some guys at the start of the season who stayed uh, in Maryland. Seven or eight. I mean, i throw Tornquist in there as well. And they were able to take from their experience that to the new batch of guys and push them to be better uh, than than the last season. And with the exception of not making it, with the exception of making the playoffs, I would say they kind of reached that. And there's still more to grow. There's still there's plenty of room to grow in this. Um, and you look at the end of the season, you get a, a young guy like Hunter Hunter Ramos in there, and he is he's another speedy guy, another tenacious guy, a guy who can bring you goal scoring too. I mean, he's got the skill set to do so. So we will see what we can get out get get from him next season, and what this team's gonna look like. I mean, by and large, you lose both your goaltenders. Um, you're going to lose a lot of guys to... You lose seven players automatically because of age outs. Who knows how many more guys you're going to lose to going to college next year. Um, so, I mean, we don't know about Piku. We don't know about um, Miles. We don't know about uh, Blanchett, Polagashko. I mean, there's a lot of different things in here that we don't know about. So, we'll have to see where this all pans out and how this all pans out for the future. But um, a, a tip of the cap, A tip of the cap to these guys um, this season for what they've been able to do. And it, it was tough and not the way you want to go out. But at the same time, you know, the, the team that you had there was good enough. It's just a bounce here, a call here. Oh, that was another game, the main game, um, where that overtime winner gets called back. Boy, that's another one that kind of is a burn in my saddle, but is what it is. We move onward and upward. East Division's a tough division, and this is what this is the year you kind of see where that's at, and you see how real that is. So we got that going for us in in the grand scheme of things, but not a year to hang the head about a a another building year, another growing year, and something that you know you take this from experience. Wherever you move on to next, and you just kind of remember this year and, and build off of it, what you need to build off of to be better than the best. But tip of the cap to the uh, cap to the gentleman out there who who played this season and had an impact on this team one way or t'other. But uh, we now look ahead. We look ahead to next year. Uh, we look ahead to what's going on and figure out, you know, a lot of stuff to come. You got futures camps. Um, six of them, I think they were main camp in the end of August. So there's some time, but, um, for this show right now, this is the last show of the season. Uh, I appreciate all you, uh, for listening in. It was a heck of a season. We had a lot to talk about. We had plenty of, we had the Navy teams going to nationals. We had the whole Stevenson club situation, um, the Terps coming back into fruition, Stevenson's D three team doing uh, their work, the the women's team in Stevenson doing their work, Team Maryland having their best year, uh, the Black Bears having their best year. I mean, there's a lot of growth in Maryland hockey, and uh, you you have to you have to look at it from afar and be like, this is really good. And having having all these teams be successful is very good for business, um, but you know that's a it's a lot of teams so what does that mean could there be changes to this show in particular could be who's to say you're going to have to watch out and listen and learn for everybody uh but um, as of right now uh there's a lot to look forward to next season um and all that so uh yeah so again what the state of, the state of the show is good the state of this show is very good and it's because of the support from the teams like the Black Bears, um, like Stevenson Club team, like Maryland's the Terrapin Club team, like Team Maryland, like uh Navy. Navy we Jen and myself went down to Navy and uh got a little tour of the rink down there and, and they treated us with the, the utmost of respect and um uh, and you know, I expect nothing less from the Naval Academy crew and they went above and beyond to you know talk with us, chat with us, you know, just make sure everything was good and, and you know thank us for doing the work and that's that's you know that's that's cool right there. I appreciate that. Um and all of this. So um it was a great time. It was a great year. Another fantastic season. So um for right now as it stands for this show, we will keep the format we keep doing. We will do the uh, we will do the uh, the good old Black bears and Team Maryland and stuff like that. Could that change over the summer? Sure. Are there ideas stewing in my head? Absolutely. Always is. It's never quiet up there. It's kind of, it's kind of not great. It's kind of, kind of wonky at times. But there is a possibility for things to change. Possibility th- things to expand. We'll cross those bridges when we get to them. But um, the thing I just want to waver or, or, you know, just hammer home is the. Th- the uh, how appreciative I am of everybody listening and taking the time out of their day and getting updated and it, it means a lot so um, yeah I appreciate it and I hope you guys understand that and I hope you guys are enjoying what we're putting out there um, Johnny with the photos me with, with this and other things and, and stuff on the Twitter so um, again couldn't do it without you guys wouldn't want to do it without you guys around so pre- uh, much appreciate it all of you um, for uh, the kind words and, and everything like that, and supporting the show as much as you have over the past four seasons. Yikes. Really? Four seasons already? Oh, boy. Can't have a season without players. So let's get to some players. It should be the uh, getting towards the end, especially for the AHL here. Uh, Nothing from San a- Sam Anas this week. A surprising. Uh, he's gone five games without a point which is a bit concerning for him in the Springfield Thunderbirds as he currently sits 57 points in 69 games. Uh, two games remaining, it looks like, I think, for them. I don't know. I, I don't do math. Uh, Eric Charpentier had two assists on Friday in a 4-3 defeat at the hands of Northeast. Uh, the uh, The Silver Spring native doing his best to help out his hometown team, home state team, but nothing doing in that one. Stephen Halliday continues to roll, and we should not expect anything less. But, boy, th- Tuesday night, he had three assists against um, against the Cedar Rapid Rough Riders. Friday night, Friday night against Green Bay, two goals and three assists, and then an assist on Saturday night. All three wins, eight points in three games, putting him at 93 points on the season. Uh, 35 goals, 58 assists, and still a couple games left in the tank. So we will see what uh, Stephen Holiday can bring here in this last couple bits. But he has been outstanding, uh, for the uh for the Dubuque Fighting Saints this season. Wednesday, Bryce Montgomery, who I just got his card in my mail to to, to uh, do my Marylanders who have been in in any kind of league that produces cards collection. Uh, Bryce Montgomery got an assist uh, on Wednesday night and a big uh, win over Kitchener. Uh, That puts him at four assists on the season. Uh, A goal and four assists in 49 games for the London Knights in the regular season so far as they head to their playoffs. Evan Orloff tried to help Maryland out with a goal on Sunday night for the Maine Nordiques, but it fell a little short. In that, so the Kensington, Maryland native uh, did what he could, but it was uh, just a little bit short in this one. So he ends his season with uh, five goals, thirteen assists uh, for eighteen points and fifty-eight games for the Maine Nordiques. The uh, Saint Albans School product uh, in uh, in this season, so a solid season for him. Sharpentier uh, uh, again going to the playoffs. We'll kind of cycle back to him as well as the other uh, N.A. guys. I forgot the season's ended. I saw playoffs, and I was confused. Uh, Sharpentier ends the regular season with two goals and 18 assists for 20 points in his uh, first full season with New Jersey. He is a a 19-year-old, so he still has, and he will bypass the, uh, he will be an overager next year, so we will see uh, what his playoffs do and what he can do for next season moving forward. Scott Kremen, the uh, Arnold, Maryland native, another 19-year-old, uh, he uh, finished with eight assists in 36 uh, 37 games the team Maryland uh the alumnus Mount Saint Joe alumnus uh really uh digging things in on that one and hopefully we can get a uh, more view of him next season in New Jersey or wherever he may end up Matthew Danzinger um he had and it's uh, for a def- uh, the defensive a stay-at-home defenseman Pretty decent numbers, two, three for five points in fifty-nine games, plus one on a Danbury hat team that was uh, was not necessarily uh, the best. Um, putting that nicely. Now, of course, the me- the me- the ugh, the metrics of plus-minus has been uh, bandied about one way or another. People like some people like them, some people don't like them. But if you're a defenseman and you're a plus player. On a team that um, was a negative 105 in goal differential, you know, I think that's pretty dang good. I think that's, I think we can, you can take that to the bank. Uh, And uh, solid work for him, uh, for the big defenseman who, again, will have another season under his belt next year. One of the younger ones uh, coming into it as a 17 year old, Anthony Domina, uh, the Savannah Park native, uh, you know, up and down season for him. Two goals, ten assists for twelve points in forty-six games with the North Iowa Bulls. Saw some time in Mason City and the NA3 for just a single game, but uh, you know, in and out of the lineup, a younger kid, uh, big kid. Uh, we will see what uh, how this grows him for North Iowa next season as uh, they uh, they look ahead to uh, to their next season as well as they finished in the bottom of the Central Division uh, this season. Jarrett Rosberg got himself a goal on Saturday in a 6-4 loss um, that the Dallas or the Texas Stars faced against the Chicago Wolves. Uh, as it stands right now, uh, Jarrett Rosberg at four goals, nine assists for 13 points on 61 games. We will see what he can do for the last couple games, maybe bump those numbers up a little bit. Adam Varga finishes his uh, his a, a junior career with an assist on Friday night and a 5-0 win over uh, Kingston, and he'll end his regular season four goals, 11 assists for 15 points, uh, tying his highest output in the OHL uh, with uh, when he was with uh, Mississauga in 2018-19. So a uh, five-year OHL guy. We will have to see where he goes next uh, after the OHL playoffs have concluded. Aaron Randazzo, uh, he, uh, you know, he did not play this weekend. He uh, finished, uh, the Green Bay Gamblers finished out their season, and uh, he finished out with a 12-21-3 record, 373 goals against, 885 save percentage. Andrew Takis uh, didn't have the best of weekends, started off a little rough, giving up all four goals on Friday night in the loss to Northeast. And then he, after a uh, not-so-great first period by Ben Charette, Takis comes in, cleans up. 23 saves in that one, 34 saves on Friday. So a combined total of 57 saves on uh, on the 61 shots. So a decent uh, week, I guess. All things considered, couldn't help with getting a win, whatever, not bitter. He'll end his season with 29-8-3 record. 245 goals against 918 save percentage and three shutouts as they go in as a top seed in the East Division and we'll see what they proceed to do from there. Jack Spicer got a little bit of time with the Lone Star Brahmas, got a little call up uh this past weekend and wouldn't you know it, gets two wins out of the whole deal. Uh, it's first a 5 to 2 win over the Corpus Christi Rays, 21 saves for him. Uh, in that, and 23 shots. And the next night gets another win. 7-3 to three this one. Stop 25 as the uh, four, Lone Star Brahmas won the regular season title. The Rockville, Maryland native, 17 years old, getting two big wins. Very huge. Very huge and a very awesome job for him, especially given his uh, 26-4-4 and record at the Mount St. Charles Academy. So daps and head taps to him on that so we will have to see where that takes him next year you gotta think he'll be if not in the ushl maybe in the na circling around somewhere could be interesting to see we'll have to keep an eye on jack spicer going into next season and that's where we're at season's over why are you still here we're done folks thank you all again for listening this is the conclusion of season four and it's been fun it's been real and uh thanks to everybody again who has helped out Along the way, uh, whether with information, with notes, with just listening, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome to see, awesome to be a part of this experience. So I appreciate it more than you know. Uh, Ch- Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter and Facebook. You want to find me there. Uh, clutchandcrabhockey.com. I'll be doing the last two write-ups for the season review. will be a farewell to the graduating players. And then it will be my three wishes going ahead for 2022-23. But until that, you will not have to hear my voice unless you go into the archives or you listen to the regular Wednesday show. Um, and then that's it. Or if you want to call me on the phone, I'm not going to give out my phone number. You'll have to find that out for yourself. Um, but you guys have a wonderful offseason. It's sooner than we thought. But it's here. And we have to deal with it. But um, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been the Chesapeake Hockey Week. On the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of PodcastMonsters.com. Everybody, please be safe. Please enjoy your summers. Have a happy, healthy uh, off season. Play that clutch and crab hockey if you're in training or whatnot. Always do that. But until next time, peace.